Hey guys, this is Sharath Vatlamanati. I am back this week with a new episode of Top 10. Successful startups are the ones that are driven by passionate entrepreneurs who are focused on building unique solutions that deliver customer delight. While it is very important to have a strong focus on customers and the market, it is equally critical to have a good understanding about the basic laws, rules and regulations that are applicable for the smooth running of the business. from formalizing a founders agreement to making sure we safeguard intellectual property to enforcing business contracts it is essential that entrepreneurs are aware and up to date with the latest laws governing their business and the market yes we are going to talk about the top 10 legal essentials every startup founder should know but before we move ahead we have an sme who can help us understand these legal technicalities better our special guest for tonight is mr arvind gadaman arvind is a law graduate from ifim law school bengaluru he hails from a family of lawyers with the office nearing its 100th year of its presence in the civil and criminal circle Being a fourth generation lawyer he is currently advocating with his father and feels blessed to continue the legacy of the family so let's welcome arvind gadamanugu today on the show of top 10 hi arvind how are you i'm fine sir thank you hope you're doing good too and also thank you for having me here with you in your show yes we feel privileged to have you on the show here tonight to share your expertise with our listeners So with no further ado let's jump into this episode's top 10 top 10 legal tech essentials every startup founder should know The first thing to starting any business is to be clear about the nature and the type of the business founders will need to incorporate the business but what inflection point or when do you think is the right time to incorporate the first legal essential when do you think is the right time to incorporate for new entrepreneurs especially those bootstrapping their ventures the question of when to incorporate is perhaps the first legal question that pops up in the mind Although earlier number calls, there are a few inflection points where uh, incorporating makes perfect sense. Most of these notable uh, points are like when you and your co-founder are ready to proceed in an launch with a venture. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, at the time being, like incorporating uh, at a juncture and si- signing the legal papers, uh, setting the equity split can avoid a significant fight regarding the disagreement on ownership percentages. and there are some other points too while uh, an incorporating makes particular sense uh, that is like including when you are ready to start signing contracts securing uh, intellectual property assets like trademarks or patents mm-hmm. submitting an app to a marketplace like google play or the app store or uh, hiring employees mr sharad uh perfect it makes sense uh incorporating is one part before we start legalizing our business but there is another important aspect as well which pretty much looks like a creative aspect but has its own legal complications which is naming your business can you explain a little regarding this 
Sure, sure. Uh, when picking a company name, it's uh, most important to do some research to help you avoid trademark infringement or uh, domain name problems. You may be infringing someone's trademark if the use of the mark uh, is likely to cause confusion among customers as to the source of the goods or a service. Uh, a, check kind of, a checklist or a check kind of thing while creating a name of your business uh, is pretty much required if you, uh, when you are uh, creating a name to your uh, domain or the startup. Uh, the first point in our checklist would be like uh, you need to do a small Google search on the name to see what other companies may be uh, using the name for. The second thing goes like uh, doing the search at the UBS uh, patent and trademark office site mm -hmm. for federal trademark registrations on your proposed name. Uh, the last thing is like you should not make the name so limiting that you will have to change it later on as the business changes or expands. It will be a real pain in the ass if you're doing that. Uh, if you get that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now that you know we have understood when to incorporate our businesses, how to name our businesses, the very next question that pops up in anyone's mind is incorporate as what? Can you speak a little bit about you know how how can we uh, uh, probably formalize a business structure? Uh, uh, I mean, this is going to be the third most important legal essential of today's top ten. So can you speak a little bit about that? Uh, of course, Mr. Sharad. Uh, it will be like when uh, the real legal essentials uh, one needs to know about how to incorporate a startup and by doing it right comes with a great bunch of advantages from the government side too. Uh, there are a minimum of six ways to incorporate a startup out of which three are prescribed by the government to avail the benefits such as uh, registered partnership, limited liability company or uh, a private limited company. These types of registrations have the advantages of income tax exemption for a period of three years mm -hmm. as well as tax exemptions for uh, capital gains and investments above fair market value. Mm -hmm. Additional to these, there are uh, such conditions uh, that a startup uh, needs to possess like uh, the startup must not be more than seven years old or ten years for, uh, in the case of biotech from the day of incorporation. And turnover in any year should not have exceeded 25 crores. Plus, startups should not have been formed by splitting or reconstructing an existing business. So, by speaking all this, I guess it's, uh, it makes sense about uh, incorporating a startup into what mode uh, uh, to avail the benefits that is uh, provided by the government. Mm -hmm. that, that's great, Arvind. So now that we have understood when to incorporate our businesses, the very next question that pops up in anyone's mind is incorporate as what? Can you speak a little bit about, you know, how, how can we uh, formalize a business structure, probably, you know, LLC or a private limited uh, or something like that, you know, because I, I felt this is another important legal aspect and of, of you know, uh, formalizing and legalizing your business. So can you speak a little bit about that? Of course, Mr. Sharad, uh, the real legal essentials one needs to know about uh, how to incorporate a startup and by doing it right comes with a great bunch of advantages that the government side to do. There are a minimum of six ways to incorporate a startup out of which three are prescribed by the government to avoid the benefits uh, if if it is uh, registered as a registered partnership, limited liability company, or uh, a private limited company. 
these types of registrations have advantages of income tax exemption for a period of three years as well as tax exemptions from capital gains and investments above fair market value additional conditions are such the startup should not be more than seven years old uh, in case for biotech it must be uh, not uh, more than 10 years mm -hmm. and from the date of incorporation uh, this will be applied turnover in any year should not have been exceeding uh, an amount of 25 crores the startup should not have been formed by splitting or reconstructing an existing business uh, this is a core uh, uh, point that a uh, startup business must put in the mind uh, when incorporating the, uh, as a company uh, by uh, uh, speaking mm -hmm. on this it, it, uh, i guess it makes sense about uh, uh, how a business structure needs to be formalized while incorporating a startup Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. Uh, so the other question that I had was uh, in in most of now that we are speaking about how, how do we maintain a structure for our business and few other things, right? So in yeah. most of the ideal situations, you are most likely to have a co-founder because it's not going to be a one-man army. A company is not going to be a one-man army, and you are most likely to have a co-founder. So what are the right. things that you know? from the legal standpoint what are the things that one needs to keep in mind regarding this aspect let me tell you this if the startup is uh, powered by two or more friends with an idea developed uh, by signing in the same shape uh, would require founders and co-founders agreement okay. uh, this is uh, a legal aspect that actually you're speaking you know mm -hmm. uh, uh, given how dynamic the startup ecosystem in india is it is advisable to draft a founders agreement too a founder's agreement is uh, essentially a document mm -hmm. that specifies important details about the founding team and the business, such as roles, responsibilities, executive compensation, operational details, and, and uh, exit clauses, among others. The purpose of uh, such agreement is to reduce the possibility of surprises when the company is fully functional. Uh, having a clear founder's agreement with all the basic details clearly laid. Uh, forms a solid foundation to start and scale a business. Uh, the next question that I had was, uh, you know, when you decide to uh, take your business to the next level, when you want your business to scale up, achieve the growth that you expect, it is important for any startup to raise funds. Uh, also, at the beginning of your business, you usually raise funds from your family or friends or angel investors, uh, people like that. So. The next and the fourth essential that I wanted to talk about uh, was like the things that you would need to keep in mind from a legal perspective when you decide to raise funds and also uh, something about the stock allocation. Uh, can you enlighten us a little in this aspect? Sure, sure. Uh, as far as this economical world is concerned, uh, a private limited company is the best option for startups looking to raise funds mm -hmm. as it provides the required flexibility to manage external investments and the uh, company stock. There are a lot of ways by which you can fund. Firstly, your business can be bootstrapped or self-funded or uh, you can get uh, business loans uh, or you can get an angel investment, uh, you can get venture capital, uh, you can get the funds from uh, government schemes and loans uh, or through business incubators, crowdfunding, and by filing an IPO and uh, so on and so forth, the list goes on. Uh, this itself is a huge topic to talk about. Uh, 
stages of funding in startups and the legal technicalities involved but you know it majorly boils down to how well do you maintain the business legal contracts the allocation of company stocks uh, etc so on and so mm-hmm. forth uh, one thing is uh, once you have external investors your accounts and bookkeeping will need to be in uh, immaculate condition and completely mm-hmm. update uh, yep. uh, thereby you'll uh, probably also have reporting obligations as part of your investment terms so at any given time you may need to report on the financial health of the company uh, to sum it up this is concisely about uh, uh, raising funds and maintaining the stock uh, regarding the startup uh, that you want to incorporate okay okay uh, it makes sense yes and coming to another important aspect uh, licenses are the integral part of running the business uh, uh, the fifth aspect that i wanted to ask you about is regarding obtaining licenses and signing mous uh, can you explain a little bit about this yes uh, like you have rightly said licenses are uh, integral to running any business depending on the nature and size of the business mm-hmm. several licenses are applicable in india knowing the applicable license for your startup and uh, obtaining them is always the best way to start a business mm-hmm. in addition to licensing your business is required to meet certain standards as defined by law for instance if you are selling a home baked bread from, mm-hmm. uh, right from your kitchen uh, uh, that is homemade uh, you have to have your uh, kitchen inspected by the food safety officials else your business could be shut down in the blink of an eye so you need to keep these kind of legal aspects in mind while setting up your business uh, that's that's great uh, so uh, a little bit about mous because you know it is important to have mous with different stakeholders who, who keep interacting with your business so so what, what do you think about the mou part right Speaking about MOUs, a memorandum of understanding, or uh, concisely said, a MOU, is uh, a formal and gentle arrangement between two or more parties. It covers all structured discussions you have had with the vendors, future partners, and other business associates. It is a perfect way to set in writing the terms of partnership between workers and employees. So this is about uh, uh, the licensing and signing MOUs. Uh, to formalize it with uh, my little statements. The next, our sixth, and an important aspect is related to IP. Uh, intellectual property is the secret sauce for the majority of the businesses today, uh, and also especially now that you know the world is getting to see a lot of tech-centric businesses. Uh, can you explain our viewers a little bit about the IP-related things? Uh, yes, for sure. Uh, uh, since the tech is uh, booming and it comes along with the marvelous new ideas, it is required to get the idea patented. And tech startups would be vulnerable to that in case of non-compliance. Remember that IP does not only include patents, but also it has copyrights, trademarks, mm-hmm. trade secrets as well. Uh, file any patents as soon as possible that you have in your hand. Since uh, the processes uh, uh, that is involved uh, uh, to issue a patent can take more than five years. Investors are uh, more likely to invest in a company that has protected its patent. Uh, so you have to make sure you have the exclusive right to reproduce and display your work. Uh, next to it, you need to pick a name for your uh, company that is specific to the products or services you provide. 
and uh, they were preventing others from using the single mark. Uh, also, you need to decide what is considered a trade secret and keep their information secure against unauthorized accesses. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for ideas and marketing stuff, you'll want to apply for trademarks or service marks. This can be used to protect your company name, logos, slogans, and more. Thus, by explaining briefly about this, uh, it can be known why it is not advisable to shun the legality of uh, intellectual property. Uh, you got that, Sharad? Uh, this is the very much importance of intellectual property uh, uh, in the newer days where the tech central businesses are uh, evolving at a greater speed. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, very much, very much, Arvind. So, yeah, that's very interesting. So, let's let's probably move on to the next essential. Like we already discussed before, uh, uh, contracts lie at the crux of running any business, uh, right? So, so what what are some basic things uh, that an entrepreneur should be aware of? You know, when when it comes to you know having some contract with your clients and and and. And few other things. So, so what's your take on this? Yeah, a contract is very much required to ensure the smooth functioning of work, and uh, it is a great mechanism to ensure recourse uh, in case of non-fulfillment of work. So, having a basic knowledge about uh, various aspects of contract management can prove to be useful for uh, uh, the entrepreneurs. As for the Indian Contract Act, uh, which is laid down in 1972 by the erstwhile British in India, uh, all agreements of contracts, uh, it is said as all agreements of contracts, if they are uh, made by the free consent of the parties uh, who are uh, competent enough to uh, make a contract for a lawful consideration with the lawful object and are not expressly declared to be void. This is a uh, strike from the Contract Act uh, uh, so that uh, it defines what is a contract. Uh, and uh, in the early stage of operations, startups also tend to hire contract staff and vendors mm -hmm. and having an effective contract management system will ensure the right checks are in right place uh, for the timely fulfillment of required work. Mm -hmm. Also, the another important contract uh, that startups might be useful to have are uh, NDAs. Uh, uh, these are uh, pretty much well known as non-disclosure agreements. Startups often thrive in a crowded market with uh, stiff competition and they often discuss ideas with a host of people from uh, potential investors to employees to customers. So uh, your ideas must be uh, uh, protected uh, by this uh, non-disclosure agreement, you know, Sharad, so that you will not use your uh, the crux of your uh, uh, idea of the business to incorporate a startup. Yes, yes, very much, very much. Uh, so the the other part of it, as as more users start using our products, and and also especially if your business is a global one, it is spread across the continents. Like you have it in the U.S., you have it in the European countries, and all of that. Uh, you know, it is mandatory to have a end user license agreement. I mean, the the license agreement for the end user who is using your product or a service. And, and also a privacy policy as well. Like uh, these days, the data privacy and all other things are, are you know, gaining a lot of uh, attention uh, lately due to some kind of data breaches and all of that and, and all of that. So, so can you speak a little bit about this? Right. Uh, coming to the end user license agreement, uh, it sets forth the terms and conditions for people using your product. 
not like your privacy policy is a legal statement setting for what you'll do with the personal data collected from users and customers of mm -hmm. the site and how such data may be used sold or released to the third parties okay. the good terms of use as agreement will cover the following uh, namely uh, how the site can be used and the limits on its uh, uses mm -hmm. uh, next to that is uh, disclaimers on warranties uh, third thing is like uh, rights to refunds and returns if products are sold uh, next to it is about intellectual property rights uh, namely copyrights patent etc uh, etc et also uh, the end licensing agreement uh, helps to ensure that you retain full ownership rights and control over the software. Mm -hmm. uh, it should be presented or at least linked at the time the software or app is actually being installed. So, uh, this will be a good uh, point uh, when you need to incorporate a startup, uh, mm -hmm. uh, speaking on the software terms uh, of the business. Okay, okay, perfect, perfect, Arvind. It makes sense. So, coming to our eighth legal essential uh the another important part of you know uh, running a business is you know paying taxes at the right time your taxation and also accounting uh you might find yourself landed in a legal soup if you don't adhere to the policies uh set by the government right so can you can you a, a little bit elaborate regarding this uh arvind Yes, yes, sir. But uh, before uh, speaking about tax, uh, let me currently define a startup uh, in terms of economics. Mm -hmm. Under the uh, Startup India Action Plan, mm -hmm. startups that meet the definition as prescribed under the government uh, notification are uh, eligible to apply for recognition under the program mm -hmm. uh, so that it is deemed to be called as a startup. These startups have to provide supportive documents to that at the time of application. Uh, let me uh, uh, briefly explain about the eligibility criteria for startup recognition. Okay. Uh, there are a bunch of uh, prerequisites uh, which goes like, uh, uh, as previously said, the uh, startup should be incorporated as a private limited company or uh, registered as a partnership firm or as a limited liability partnership. Mm -hmm. Next to it, the turnover should be less than INR uh, 100 crores in any of the previous financial years. Uh, the third legal essential uh, uh, for the uh, startup to be recognized as it is deemed to be called as a startup based an entity shall be considered as a startup up to 10 years from the date of its incorporation. Mm -hmm. Also, the startup should be working towards the innovation or improvement of an existing product, services and processes and should have the potential to generate employment or create wealth thereby uh, it gives sudden amount of uh, 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 wealth to the government even. Mm -hmm. uh, also, when an entity formed by the splitting up or reconstruction of an existing business shall not be considered a startup. This is a very uh, big mishap uh, in the startup industry. Uh, everybody needs to know uh, uh, the last point that I have said, if you split up or, a reconst or reconstruct an existing business, mm -hmm. it is deemed to not be called as a startup. So, when any incorporation fits within the scope of the above sector, it is deemed to be known as a startup. Such so startups are uh, immune from the taxation system in India for a different period of time, considering the type of establishment they fall under. Mm -hmm. Additionally, I would like to clear a misconception regarding the financial support 
that is lent to the startups by the government there is no such subsidy that uh, the government prescribes over a startup rather the government gives a security free loan or loans with low rates of interest mm-hmm. and the additional support is covered through tax exemptions as details should come besides in the best interest of the company by looking ahead it is very much required to maintain books of accounts in a fair manner some of the exemptions that are uh, available for a startup to avail are uh, there are a bunch of uh, exemptions you know sarat so that uh, mm-hmm. i'll name a few of them which are really uh, uh, important uh, uh, to have uh, uh, to know Okay. Uh, it is like a three-year tax holiday in a block of seven years is uh, uh, the one such uh, exemption that mm-hmm. is uh, given by the government. Second thing is that uh, uh, it can set off uh, carry-forward losses and capital gains allowed uh, in case of a change in shareholding pattern. Mm-hmm. Next to it is the tax exemption on uh, investment about the fair market value. So by briefly explaining about this. Uh, uh and linking all these threads it spawns into a cool fabric of a point uh, about that moving on uh, to our ninth legal essential every startup founder should be aware of uh, as as you know a startup's business grows uh, you tend to hire hire more people uh, you probably you know need to adhere to some kind of laws uh you know probably some labor laws to signing ndas with them like we already spoke about previously so can you please elaborate regarding you know uh this part yes of course mr sharad uh, it's like adhering uh, to labor laws are uh, integral to every organization when the company is registered you are subject to several labor laws regardless of the size of the organization Laws with uh, regards to minimum wages, gratuity, mm-hmm. PF payment, weekly holidays, uh, next to it, uh, maternity benefits, uh, sexual harassment, payment of bonus, uh, mm-hmm. and others will need to be complied with. Parallel to the same, the employee policies can be within the company, which attracts the employees into the company, and thereby uh, the employees with good talent are retained. uh this uh, seriously increases productivity and enhances employee morale startups also often hire consultants or freelancers in addition to yes. full time staff hence employee policies should cover all employment details with regards to employees both full time and part time with regards mm-hmm. to labor laws startups registered under the startup india initiative can uh, complete the self declaration uh, for uh, nine labor laws within one year from the date of incorporation in order to get an exemption from labor inspection okay perfect perfect i mean makes sense uh, so also in addition to what we've spoken before we also need to make sure we make the right contract with the employees you know it's not just about adhering to the labor laws but you know we need to make some kind of you know ndas or it may be uh, the the offer letters or few other things right so can you speak a little bit about that right 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 an employment contract is uh, about all the rights responsibilities duties and employment conditions specifically speaking about uh, terms of employment uh, which contains uh, roles and responsibilities working hours and grounds uh, of termination also commitments required on the job uh, ownership and accountability of the employee uh, on the owner uh, next to it uh, the job mm-hmm. links such as uh, holidays uh, paid job duration 
uh, and dress code. These are very formal uh, kinds of uh, points that an employment contract consists of. Mm -hmm. Also, different types of uh, contracts apply depending upon the employment status of the individual. So it's very much important to have correctly determined the employment status of the person you are hiring before uh, writing an employment contract. There are uh, three main classifications uh, in the employment contract, uh, namely uh, permanent employment contracts, mm -hmm. fixed term contracts, and uh, casual employment contracts. Uh, let me briefly uh, explain about uh, explain about the uh, permanent employee contracts. Uh, these apply to the employees who work at regular hours and are paid a salary uh, at a hourly rate. The contract is ongoing until terminated by either the employee or the employer and uh, mm -hmm. maybe for a full of part-time work. Uh, next to it, fixed term contracts give a set end date, uh, for example, six months or one year. You may want to consider this type of contract if you're looking to cover maternity leave, staff a big project or uh, take on interns. Mm -hmm. The casual employment contract is suitable for scenarios where you want an individual like a freelancer to commit to working for you. But uh, if you're not sure uh, for how many hours or uh, hours of work you'll be able to offer them, which we can, cannot guarantee a regular working pattern, the last type of uh, contract is pretty much suitable uh, for hiring an employee. Mm -hmm. So this is pretty much about the employment contract, uh, uh, which consists of uh, different uh, roles and responsibilities of the employee and different kinds of contracts. And the final one for tonight in the top 10. While it is a nightmare for any startup, but it is important for a startup founder to know the process of winding up their business or closing their business, right? From the, from the legal standpoint, uh, we talk about the final and our 10th legal essential winding up the business. Your comments on this. Yes, uh, when a startup decides to shut down, all the stakeholders from uh, vendors to employees uh, and to the customers and investors need to be informed in advance and the whole process must be properly planned and executed in order to make the exit uh, uh, in an easy manner. Uh, so from the legal standpoint, there are uh, basically, basically three ways to shut down a startup. Uh, uh, they are uh, uh, a fast track exit mode. Uh, or uh, it can be done through a court or a tribunal route or mm -hmm. uh, you can voluntarily uh, close the startup which is uh, named as a voluntary closure. So of all the three ways, the fast track exit mode is the best suited for startup as it allows companies to expedite shutdown at a lower cost and uh, in a shorter time period. Mm -hmm. In order to apply for a fast track exit, a company should uh, not have any assets and liabilities also, it must not have had any business operation for the past year. Mm -hmm. uh, if these two conditions are met, the company can be struck off uh, uh, from the register of companies. Uh, also, let me explain uh, about the voluntary closure. However, this requires the shareholders and uh, directors of the company to be on the same page with regards to the details of the closure. The traditional mode of closure by a Courts or tribunals is not the best suited for startups as uh, it involves several meetings with various stakeholders leading to a prolonged court proceedings. You know, uh, the very much reality of uh, uh, legal system can be seen here. Mm -hmm. uh, then, in addition to the above stated means, 
the insolvency on bankruptcy bill 2015 is a new closure tool that entrepreneurs can use leveraging this bill requires uh, startups to have simple debt structures where an insolvency professional is uh, hired to liquidate the assets of the company within 90 days uh, that is uh, set up in accordance with the startup India action plan. Mm -hmm. Also, if a startup does not wish to operate but also uh, doesn't wish to shut down, it can apply to be a dormant company that allows a company to stay afloat with uh, minimum complaints. Mm -hmm. However, a company dormant for a period of five years is automatically struck off from the register of companies. Like Arvind rightly said, uh, adhering to legal requirements is very important for any organization. Knowledge and compliance to applicable laws is the first step to ensure smooth business operations. Like Warren Buffett says, you only have to do a few things right in your life so long as you don't do too many things wrong. By quoting this here, I'm wrapping up today's episode and thanks a lot for giving our listeners some really good expert advice Arvind and for being on the show as well it was my pleasure to host you uh, thank you thank you from my side uh, Sharad and also I look forward to collaborate with you in future again uh, absolutely Arvind looking forward to that so guys I'll be back next week with another interesting top 10 until then stay tuned to top 10 this is Sharad Vatlamanati signing off